This is Cliff Rohde of Go Cloud Communications, and I am grateful to have sitting with me today Dan Alcorn, who has graciously agreed to talk with us about how he deals with or embraces or uses technology to get his work done. And um, so, Dan, tell us what you do. Thank you, Cliff, for having me, and I'm very excited about. Uh, talking with you about how technology has evolved in my business and how I use it to make my day more efficient and serve customers. Well, let's hear about that. What kind of customers are you serving? And then we'll talk about the technology. I help business owners, Cliff. I help them finance their assets, uh, real estate and equipment. I help them save money and their business operating expenses. And then also help them plan for uh, the future of their business and protect against... um, risks for the business, their employees, and families um, using financial services, lending services, and insurance-based products. Okay. So, um, thank you for that description. And now, how, how do you use technology? Well, before we talk about how you're using the technology, <coughs> how would you describe yourself in the technology realm? Let's say, are you a person who you know, really knows kind of about technology, how to, how to do it? Or do you feel like you're a person who feels stranded on a deserted island, like sometimes the, the people I'm working with? Hmm. Well, I don't feel stranded, and I certainly don't feel like I'm a, an expert. It's not what I, it's not what I uh, focus on. In fact, I refer folks to GOAT Cloud Communication. Um, on a scale of 0 to 10, I think I would, uh, 10 being... Uh, an expert, I think I'd be a seven. I, I try yeah, to stay. What does that mean, a seven for you? It means I'm not. Um, I'm not an expert. I don't. Pre- I don't present myself as a professional who can help other business owners with their technology. But in my business, I try to remain current on um, equipment, you know, hardware, and software, and trends on how to use technology to. Uh, save time and save money. Yeah, sure. And and, um, and be more efficient and serve customers better. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that that concept of technology, it's certainly um, a broad topic, right? And, and you touched on that. It really, it can be hardware-based, devices, computers, phones, etc. Um, or it could be more software-based, um, a particular piece of software. We are using a free open source recording right. software right. right now called Audacity. Um there are other there are software services, or even you might call some of the, the social media networks out there, software services that exist on the web Absolutely. Um, as technology, too. So, and smartphone apps. Yeah. So which do you use more? Well, the foundation, I think, starts with Google. Um, you introduced me to a number of Google products some time ago. And so what I use is Google in my business. I use it on my notebook or my, my, my anchor computer, as I call it. And I also use it in Droid for mobile. And we start with Google Calendar. And that is a way for me to not keep, just keep track of my own schedule and um, use of time, but also for others. I share my calendar with others so that they uh, can participate with me, particularly if I'm uh, scheduling appointments that I'd like others to join in on. We can actually see when we're uh, both free. Um, I use Calendar to sync with some Mozilla products. Um, 
Thunderbird and Lightning, and and then can actually take. Thunder, e- what can you tell us what they do? Thunderbird, Thunderbird and, Lightning. and Lightning are Mozilla's email and calendar applications, which synchronize nicely with Google email and and, and calendar. Um, the the um, the calendar on my my uh, smartphone you can actually take emails and move them into the calendar so that you're acting upon an email that may require some response or follow-up and the like so Google is a foundation that I use that seamlessly works through um, whether I'm in front of my desk whether I'm mobile or whether I am in a remote location and just dial into the cloud and access my Google world um, at any any location. Did you consider, and, and I want to ask, want to continue this, but I just want to know first, did you consider other alternatives besides Google before you launched into Google? Outlook. Yeah. And it was really a Microsoft Outlook-based um, business, and I was having some difficulty with Outlook and just made the transition from Outlook to Google, and it's worked very well for me. Other than Outlook, other than moving from Outlook to Google, no, I did not. Okay. So you say Google's a foundation. Then what? Yeah, and then uh, file sharing through Google Drive, um, Google Tasks, um, Google Voice, Google Talk. Um, What are those two? Google Google Voice and Google Talk Talk is you can actually, uh, from your computer... I use that more with my computer than I do, say, with my smartphone. But Google Talk is um, a way that you can make outbound calls and you, with your own with your own phone number, and you can actually have calls directed into your Google Voice and Google Talk account. And so that is um, another way that you can communicate using the cloud. And so it's a it's a great way for some businesses to direct. 800 numbers into a Google uh, Voice account, goes over to um, voicemail. If you're not there, shows up in your email. You can schedule it back through your uh, Google Calendar. So how, much, how much do you pay for that? Oh, it's free. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what's beautiful about Google. Now, you know, it's free, and so you're subject to Google changing the product on occasion. But I, I adapt and, and work with that really uh-huh. quite well. I just want to set the record straight. So are you on Google's payroll or anything? No, I'm not a spokesperson okay. for Google. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't think I have an equity interest in the miser. Okay, well, I will say, I think I have like two-thirds of a share of Google stock, so it's <laughs> okay. about all I can afford. I use another product um, called Schedule Once, and or sometimes it's referred to as Meet Me. And what I do is I can take my Google Calendar and and publish times that I'm available for the public to schedule a meeting directly with me. And if the uh, prospect goes to meet me, they can see over the next few weeks my Google Calendar and times that I've allocated, Mm -hmm. and they can actually schedule their own consultation. uh, And I, I get a note on it, confirm it, and it's all booked into my Google Calendar. So Google Foundation syncs out with some of these apps that we talked about uh, quite nicely. And again, it's a, it's a way to um, 
make time my time management tool and make serving prospects and customers more efficient. So sure. um, Meet Me again works nicely with uh, with Google Calendar, and I've looked at uh, several of those, and this one works best for me. Is that a free service as well? Or Indeed, it is. Yeah. yeah, so many of them, right, are either free or nominal cost. But, um, I, you know, I didn't really mean this to be a, a Google love fest, although they certainly have a lot of great products. You know, you used to say um, or ask people, are you a PC person or a Mac person? Right. Right? And we haven't even really addressed, you, you've talked a couple of times about your desktop or, you know, working at that station. Do you have a PC or a Mac on your desk? I don't own any Apple products. Okay, no Apple. No okay. Apple. Okay, so we got a PC. Um, I don't know whether that presents a problem necessarily, but what I wanted to get to really was, in terms of the amount of work you're doing managing all these different services, um, do you find that you spend more time at your desktop or on your phone? or I don't know if you have a tablet. Um, how... You know, how does that break down? How does that work for you? And um, does it matter? Do you do different things on different uh, platforms or hardware platforms? When I'm at my desk, I'm at my desktop. When I'm not, the Droid is a, a very effective extension of the desktop. And so it's, it's at the desktop or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a tablet. I use just the Droid. Um, smartphone, which you know is the uh, evenings and weekends, or when I'm when I'm not at work, and it's enough that I can continue on with what I may choose or need to do until I'm back at my desk. I, I obviously I, I know you. This you didn't just right. stumble across here and end up in front of the microphone. Um, I I do happen to know, being connected to you online in various ways, that. Um, you must have your phone with you when you're traveling around. Yes. Because I see you posting updates every now and again on Facebook or Foursquare or Google, other. Yeah. yeah. So, so there are all these social networks out there. How do you use them, and do you use them for your business? For my business, I primarily use LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is a great social network to connect, network with either um, professionals in the same industries or where your prospects are. Okay. And so I belong to many groups and try and stay informed as to what... Can you tell us what that means? Uh, LinkedIn has the ability to join a group of, say, realtors or a group of uh, whatever your, your interests are. There's yep. thousands of groups. Um, and so you can follow, um, like other social media, you can follow individuals and companies and trends. You can also join groups of, of like-minded people. So let's say, for example, I would like to be more aware of what's happening with restaurant owners. I could join a restaurant owners association group and there maybe conversations and discussions going on in that group regarding topics from, ranging from food costs to employees to mm-hmm. real estate questions. So I, I participate in many groups. I view others, and I don't host a group 
uh, of my own, although it's um, something that I'm considering. You know, right. Just a, a group of uh, a way to connect with my own client base. And do you find, uh, or how do you find LinkedIn beneficial, other than, say, keeping abreast of what's going on in these various areas? Well, as as I and others post uh, either questions or responses to questions on a particular topic, uh, oftentimes the the discussion goes offline, and where someone will say, I'd like to know more about this particular piece of information, or can we discuss this, uh, you know, in person or over the phone? And so it, it translates into relationships. Tell us about how effective LinkedIn is for that purpose, for meeting with people and getting them offline and, you know, starting a real kind of business discussion with them. Well, just the same. If you would, I'm sorry, I asked you a question that I'm going to interrupt you before you answer. And how would you compare that? Because I want to address this too to other social media. Or is there no comparison between LinkedIn and the others as you see it? There's overlap, but there's just, for me, there's distinct roles um, of these different social media platforms. This afternoon, um, before coming to join you, Cliff, I was working on a project based in Chicago that is, you know, about a $300,000 project. I have not met the principals face-to-face. I've had this relationship, this business relationship with this company that originated off of one of these groups, from one of these groups, a conversation. And the individual who first picked up on one of the comments that I made asked to have the conversation offline and then it progressed to having a relationship with the CEO of this company who is now uh, referring large transactions that his business is bidding on um, arranging the financing that is a very meaningful uh, example of how a LinkedIn conversation virtual conversation can lead to an offline conversation where you establish your credentials and are given an opportunity to to bid, given an opportunity to at least be considered, and then obviously you have to win on your merits. Right. Facebook, for example, is a, the most obvious and popular um, social media, is not as effective for me. Now I'm you know I'm aware there's Facebook pages out there, but that I don't I don't know the exact reason for that, but I suspect that Facebook works very, very well for a business-to-consumer product. I'm selling, I'm a restaurant owner, or I'm selling um, consumer products, re- mm-hmm. retail, maybe even some services. I mean, I quote, like, and follow local providers here, markets and, and the like. In a business-to-business environment, I haven't found Facebook, and, and I have a Facebook page for my business, but I haven't found it to be as effective as LinkedIn in having meaningful conversations. The people like like you that are Facebook friends may follow my updates and be aware of what I'm doing in business, but LinkedIn is more meaningful in getting me to the decision makers. Is that 
clear how that works. Oh, that makes um, sense. What about Google Plus? Have you tried that at all? I have, and I'm a, as, <clears throat> as we mentioned, I'm a I'm a Google fan. Yeah. I haven't. And what about in this found Google Plus to be as effective for me as LinkedIn? You know, it, I'm, I would say for me that I have found Google Plus to be kind of the best social network for technology issues. Um, I don't know if it's a, an issue of, you know, like-minded nerds being around, <laughs> you know, and communicating with each other. But, you know, for um, for purposes of some business development, but also <coughs> sharing, or especially so, sharing of information um, when you have an issue that you're kind of wrestling with. Um, I have found Google Plus and their communities to be uh, hands down the best social network for me to be on. So would the Google Plus communities be akin to LinkedIn groups? They are. Yeah. Okay. I haven't I haven't checked it out, so I need to um, explore that. I, I can't comment. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, sure. Well, other co- um, social media tools that I use um, would be uh, Twitter and SlideShare. Is um, uh, is a great way to. There are no SlideShare. It's What's um, SlideShare is uh, essentially take your PowerPoint slideshow, present your information as if it's a slideshow, but you convert it over to SlideShare, and you can send, you can um, link to your SlideShare presentations with some audio voiceover, you know, audio sure. uh, tracks to explain, and it's a great way to present information to maybe to explain something that might be a little more complex than than a standard document pdf download maybe and of course you link you can link to their your slideshare presentations from all of the other social media platforms okay um so i've used that to explain you know things as dry as how to qualify for a commercial mortgage and what the how the numbers work those and would you recommend using that, say, instead of like a YouTube? Because I can see some parallels where you could sort of put up a, a slideshow with a voiceover, you know, as a video on YouTube. It's for though it's very quick, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, you know, may require a little more finesse in in video editing and the like. And so, if you just want to do a, a basically a, a you know powerpoint presentation right. with a voiceover it's a great way to get it out gotcha. there and people can view it mm-hmm. and clearly youtube being owned by google is a is a fantastic way to get information out another thing about slideshare is you can reverse the slide uh, whereas a video oh, okay. you know a video you you, right. you you can reverse and save the slide and it's pretty some pretty cool features of that i'm a big fan of a video and um and it's another great way to establish a rapport uh, with somebody who you haven't met face to face. If you follow somebody's videos, you almost feel like you know that person right. a bit closer. My, you know, one of the reasons why I like services like that, SlideShare, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, I mean, any kind of cloud service that allows you to post information whatever it may be, whether it's a document, audio, visual, um, scribed, right, would be another one, Mm -hmm. is that not only, you know, of course you can uh, inevitably embed stuff back on your own website if you want to, um, but there are people who search 
particularly in those locations for information. So I always feel like you're kind of getting double bang for the buck when you post something elsewhere, not just on your own website. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, It's just... uh, And if you embed it with the right words that will show up through search, uh, Mm -hmm. it gets picked up more. I use another tool, which I really like. It's called Scoop It. And it's a, a curating tool. But you can set up your Scoop It alerts um, based on keywords and phrases. And you can actually create your own page with specialties. So if I wanted to create a page on retention marketing or another page on uh, you know buy-sell agreements, what Scoop It does is go on out into the digital world and finds blog posts, news articles, and the like relating to that topic, that mm-hmm. keyword or that phrase. And then you begin to build your own little magazine. Okay. Um, and you uh, can choose to make that publicly available or not? Or is it specifically for you? Either choose to make it public or choose to make it just for yourself. Or you can even take certain articles of it and make it public. You know, Dan, you're, you're mentioning Scoop It reminds me of another Google product. And again, this seems to be like this Google love fest. Mm-hmm. But do you make use of Google alerts? Do you know those? Yes. Yeah. I uh, For some, I do on, on companies that I follow or uh, particular topics I follow. It's very similar, as you mentioned, to, to um, uh, Scoop It. But I haven't created a curator's page out of alerts mm-hmm. uh, as much as it just gives me links to... Well, news and, and, right. and posts regarding that topic. That's one, you know, one of the reasons that I like it, and, and I uh, advise people to use it. Is you know, one of the uh, one of the things that I'm doing is trying to help people to expand their online presence. And a big way to do that is to blog about issues they care about that right. are in their business. And so, right. I encourage them to set up Google alerts for themselves so that they can be kept aware of information within their industry. But then they'll see something that flags their attention and they'll say, oh, I know something about that. I could actually write about that. You know, it's it's a handy way just to stay apprised of what's going on and trigger right. yourself. Well, you know, prior to our meeting today, Cliff, you asked me how I use technology and what's working and, and challenges that I face. And yeah. one of the challenges, I don't, I suspect it's not unique to, to me, is my blog content that I can create and share with others. I can use alerts and scoop it and and go to different um, forums and share information and and that's terrific. That's a broker of information. Um, I'm I'm looking for ways to, as you say, to find information that can. Um, that I can then rephrase in terms that people that I connect with would understand mm-hmm. on topics that they're interested in where I can add some value to the conversation. And I believe Scoop It and Google Alerts are essential to that. Yeah. What do you see, um, say, over the next uh, six months or so um, as either... Um, technology goals and again technology writ large um, or technology challenges maybe that you see coming down the pipeline for yourself well technology goals is to um, amp up the content 
as, as I just mentioned a moment ago, so that mm -hmm. the I'm not just a broker of information, which is which has value, but actually now adding my own um, personality and value to the information, uh, uh, finding a, uh, a, a disciplined process by which I can regularly be posting to right. blogs. Um, so that's a challenge. Uh, the the other challenge is that in some of the industries that I am involved in, particularly as it relates to healthcare, um, regulations are making it more difficult for us to attract and certainly retain information um, through the web. Uh, that's that's become ad marketing and representation and information retention as it relates to healthcare issues is, is becoming a technological challenge. We're actually having to go backwards into more paper-based, and uh, that's just a... Not a, I don't know there's anything that's unique to me about that, but it's, uh, right. it's just contrary to the trend that I've been, that I've been heading in. So um, it is what it is. Do you have any fear uh, with respect to cloud services? Um, you know, what a lot of people bring up is um, issues of privacy, mm. security, um, reliability. Do you have any comments on that? Well, from a reliability perspective, the, the cloud accounts that I use, the cloud services that I use, are Google Drive and Box.com. And both of those free services um, include a synchronization feature where the files that I save in the cloud can synchronize to my hard drive. And I regularly back up my hard drive um, with, an, with an external hard drive so that in the worst case, that if the cloud went away, I mean, if Google Drive went away or box.com went away the synchronization to my hard drive wouldn't work but I have the backup so from a reliability I have addressed it that way security is um, always a concern I come from a banking background and we just didn't put things out there that could possibly be compromised in the banking world that I came from so I don't I don't share information in the cloud that could be embarrassing to my clients or to my participants. Um, things like credit reports and tax filings and, um, well, well clear health information is prohibited, but I am very, very sensitive about that and just don't share it on the cloud. Right. Any words of advice? For other business people like yourself, final words? Um, don't be afraid of technology. I, I think that perfection is the enemy of the good. You know, Try to use it. Try to explore what, um, you know, what little steps you can take. I've encouraged a number of folks to move some of their uh, processes to shared systems like Google, like Box. I mean, if I'm if I'm working on a project and the the collaborators on the project are all working in Box together, I would say that every transaction I'm working on, uh, at least half of the participants, this is the first time they've ever used Box. 
for mm-hmm. example. Okay. And it's a great collaborative tool uh, without risking confidential information being, being um, uh, compromised. So yes, move forward, use a little bit, get more comfortable, and call Cliff with questions. No, oh, <laughs> I swear I didn't pay you to say that. No, but you know, I was asking if final comments, but that that's a, a question which is, you know, there are a lot of um, reliable providers of services out there to help people with technology issues. Right. But, right. you know, where do you... Uh, you sound like a real do-it-yourselfer. What do you think, you know, for a person who... Well, I, not quite so much. I think that companies and individuals like you can help people get set up and, and trained on how to use what I find to be you know, relatively easy tools. More often than not, we're not aware of some of these things that are out there, some of the services that are out there, and, and frankly, how easy they are to use. It doesn't require um, much technical expertise, in my opinion. More often than not, I'm hearing about a product service, an app for my, my phone that I just wasn't aware of before, and I'll give it a try. And if it works, terrific. I'll embrace it. If it doesn't, no big deal. Um, so that's that's that. I, I ask a lot of questions. I've engaged companies to help me get something set up. For me, the one risk in, quote, outsourcing your technology would be in having a third-party write content for you yeah. uh, and I'm aware that there's companies out there that you know will manage your Twitter posts and manage your Facebook page and manage your blog posts and if that third party can truly dedicate the time and energy to know your voice know your personality know what right. you know it could work right well um, that's why I, I think if you can have that done in-house uh, it's best, but um, and they're out there. There, there's, there are definitely professionals out there who will be able to know what the business owner's thinking before they they write a you know a, a post. Right, right. That's the that's the one risk that I would envision. Well, that is uh, you know what I see is a kind of central challenge for business people is that they 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 know that they need to have content as we were talking about before. That's one of your goals. Right. You, you and you do you absolutely do but it also like you're saying it has to be your voice and so either you need to take the time to to do that or you have to pay someone to do that and usually to actually get your voice right you can't uh, go get someone on fiverr.com to get your voice right imagine if there was a ghostwriter speaking on behalf of me and i meet someone in a networking event and they begin to um, engage on that topic or that point of view, and it's contrary to what quote I I posted. <laughs> I mean, I just it has to yeah. be it has to be the voice, and there are professional. I'm not even sure what the term is, but blog posters and and you know people who do manage Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, different blog yeah. uh, personalities, and unless you are inside that person's head it's it's a it's a real challenge and it can be embarrassing in that case i'd say don't post content rather than have somebody post content that doesn't know your personality yeah well in my case i call them a goat writer the, go- <laughs> the goat writer so I, okay well, i do I help, some, I I do help people sometimes <laughs> to put together content but yeah 
creating content though too then you create an expectation among the, your readers or listeners or viewers that you're going to be posting additional content or responding at least to the content that you've provided and consistent yes yeah Dan thank you so much for oh, coming by today thank you Cliff for having me I look forward to uh, many more sounds good Yeah. <laughs>